I started teaching in 1982 in Carrollton Farmers Branch School District. And the instruments I started using when I got there, they had like six fourth instruments, and they had been there since the school opened 10 or 15 years before. And they were just fine. And uh, then what happened, because I was there for 11 years, was they had the, the rubber tubing on them, and the rubber tubing melted one summer because our, we left the instruments in the music room and I didn't know the air conditioner was going to be turned off for the month of July. And so it melted. It actually corroded and melted. I took it off. I called West Music Company. I would re recommend them highly and said, what am I going to do? And they said, oh, we sell the tubing, but it's not rubber anymore. Now it's got a cloth outside on it and it's kind of elasticized so that you can put it on yourself. Use a staple gun or a little nail, and you can just put it back on there. Those instruments, okay, that was 1982. This is what, 2013. They're still there. Those instruments are about, I can't add, but, but they're really old. <laughs> so that they, those instruments were bought in the 70s. They were probably bought in about 1972, and they are still there and still being used. So when I tell you that this instrument costs about $1,200, understand that you're making an investment for something that could last for 100 years. It's not, these are not throwaway. They're not like plastic recorders that can wear out. They really, really can be replaced. So these, this is about $1,200. The altos are about $450, $450, The sopranos are like $350. The Glockenspiels are 125, 135 in that range. So, yes. Do you know if there are any grants that would be available to the churches? I just, I don't know about church grants, but I do know that. Okay, yes. The American North Shore Association gives grants. And they really do look at, at uh, poorer populations. They like to give money to Title I schools. But there could be a grant that's does anybody else know of a grant?
Okay, so do you have any other questions before we get on to the other Christmas songs we're going to do? Since I'm not going to do this much more today, I'm going to go on. If we need pin repairs, I mean, are there... When you need to come and sell the repair kit, they'll, you just said pins and picks, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they sell them. And you can get a bag for like $25, and then you've just got them. You can keep them in the closet. And if a peg breaks, then you can just replace it with that. Mm -hmm. One more thing about that is that sonar has the plastic pegs, and you have to drill it out in order to put a new one in. Mm -hmm. I have bought the Studio 49 pegs for the sonar instruments because they're the same size, mm -hmm. and they have a nail at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then the, the top part is, has rubber around it. But the nail is easy because then you literally just hammer it in. Mm -hmm. So I like those a lot. Yes. How do you recommend they hold the mallets? I believe so. Can we demonstrate tomorrow? Yes. Good. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm starting from the very beginning and how to use sonar instruments. And I did a little bit with them this morning because they were coming back tomorrow. So yeah. But if you're coming tomorrow, we'll go through all that. But they're demonstrating beautifully. Oh, this is lovely, Mom. Good, and it's 
we all sing of the Savior in my life. We're all singing about the Savior. Who is the Savior? Jesus. Jesus. So we're singing about Jesus. This is a song about Jesus' birth. And it's really important to talk about those things to make sure they understand. Plus, that's turned around old-fashioned language kind of way. And some children might not realize what it means. We are all singing about Jesus' birth. That's what that last phrase means. And mild means... Gentle. Gentle, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he probably screamed like everybody else does. Like like the, the new uh, prince of Cambridge. He's screaming really about right now. So uh, I thought they were brave and really, really forward-thinking to have no nanny the first night. Wow, okay, good y'all, real people. <laughs> All right, so let's create, and you know what, let's have um, two circles. So let's let you guys kind of close in right over here with a circle. And then Charles will close right here with a circle. And I want us to come up with movement to go with this song. What kind of illustrates it? Actually, I have movement in the notes, so we could just do that for the sake of time. Because we're already at 2020. What did you say? Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. So my kids at some point wrote this, and I said to them, um, just like I said to the group yesterday, we learned that the circle can do these kinds of things. The circle can go to the left. The circle can go to the right. The circle can go in. It can go out. And so here's what they wrote. In, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. Left, two, three, four. Right, two, three, four. Got it? Okay. Pretty easy. So we'll be
only given, given you one, and that was because I knew we'd be moving at the same time and we had to memorize it. So you're really, really comfortable with the refrain. Now I'm going to teach you one verse. Where you ended up, it's kind of the opposite of where you were, right? Mm -hmm. All 
number would be so, D, D, and what number would be long, E, E, good. So the notes we are using are G, A, B, D, and E. So that means we're taking off one. S and C, C, with two hands lifting straight up. Right, so if you were in the last session, we talked about that. I let the kids do this. I want the children to feel ownership of the instruments. And, you know, I also tell them how expensive these instruments are. Eggs are the little bit but mostly me, because I want them to understand how much the church thinks of the music program that they were willing to invest in this. You know, and this is for them. And what well, yeah, is really neat that so, the church was willing to spend money on these instruments. Yes, me. So what age do you let Hey, hold on. Everybody put your mallets down, boys and girls. I was wondering what age do you let them start <coughs> themselves? Oh, when they start, which for me is about second grade, maybe first grade. And I, I tomorrow, are you going to be here tomorrow? No. Well, we go through this really slowly so that they understand and establish the routine. And it takes a while. At first, it's going to take a while to establish the routine to get to the instruments, to not pick up the mallets when they get to the instruments, and then to wait until it's time to set them up and wait until it's time to play. At first, it takes a lot of time, but once you establish the routine and the structure, it gets faster and faster and faster. So at first, I number them off to go to the instruments, start in a different place at the beginning of every rehearsal, so that we've got different people playing different instruments every week. And then, once they get there, they sit at their instrument like this, or stand at their instrument like this, and wait. And it, usually I can get that done in three minutes. And it gets to where it's like one and a half minutes. And then, we, we uh, take off whatever bars we need to take off. We've gone through what all they, what they are, and which ones they need to take off. And lift things straight up, because if they don't lift straight up, they can break a peg. And those kinds of things. And then we get ready with the mallets. Okay? So I think we're set up. Does everybody have it? So you have two at the beginning, and then three, and then two, and then in most cases, just two more, but in some cases, three. Good. That looks fantastic. Great. Would you put your mallets down for just a second? And when you have this pattern, would you join it? Thank you. 
30 minutes. And I, I want to do this one more minute so I put my time. You know, that dance is fun. And kids love to do it. This is not going to happen in one class period, is it? It's not going to happen with the kids in 30 minutes. So let's talk about that for just a minute. Um, what might you do the first time with this song?
and review the movement that goes with it. That could even be your opening that week. That might be your opening song. And then what can you do? Teach the B. Teach the, sorry, the B section. Teach the B section. Teach the verse. And learn the movement that goes with that. If it's still going well and they learn that fast, you might add the bass part. The first week, you might just stay on this G and D the whole time. You might wait to talk about the chord change the next week if you want to. But they're, but they're gonna, that's going to sit with them, and they're gonna, somebody in your choir is going to be thinking, that part didn't sound good, something was wrong with them. And that's what we love. That's the, that's the moment when you know they're really understanding it all. And then you need another rehearsal to review A, B, A, put the whole dance together, the bass part, and add the real ostinato. The B section's ascent, isn't it?